Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. here on the ticket water cooler and what a fun week it will be of course husker football starting uh with their first day of spring ball today uh tomorrow you have nebraska baseball taking on in-state rival creighton wednesday pro day thursday friday ncaa march madness getting back into it don't also forget friday's baseball matchup in with illinois i just got my tickets i'm glad i can't wait to go to the jersey retirement of darren erstad alex gordon and shane komane gonna get my Puka Shell necklace out and uh, have some fun on Friday. So, I mean, I, there is literally some great sports here in the state um, going on throughout, of course, March Madness, which we all can't wait to, to watch that get back into it. Uh, Rico, of course, the the, uh, the obvious question is, how is your bracket doing? Um, Not terrible, but not great. Not great. So my West and my Midwest, I think I have one wrong, and that's Miami. But I have Houston, Xavier, Texas, Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, all right. Dang, that's pretty good. Got that all right. Um, uh, my, what is it, my East region, I have all wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have FAU. I don't have, I don't have Tennessee. I don't have K-State. I don't have Michigan State. So we're all, we're all wrong there. Not great. Uh, my South region, I have Alabama, San Diego State. I had Baylor, and I think I had Arizona. So I have two right there. So my Midwest and my West, I'm doing pretty good. My East is garbage. There's no recovering from that. And my South, I think I, I think I had Arizona making the Final Four. So I think I'm yeah. wrong there. Yeah. I had Duke making the Final Four out of the East. So I'm Uh-oh. just gone so you're there. Just, you're half but I had UConn there. and Houston. So that's still in play, and I have Houston as my champion, so that's still in play. All right, so you still have your champion out there. My, I looked at it today. I didn't notice this because I had two uh, brackets, and one of them had a- uh, Arizona as my champion, and so I just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm not doing it this year. My other bracket still has my Final Four intact. Does it? Yeah. Your so, whole Final Four. Yeah, my whole Final Four. I'm, I'm still rooting on Xavier, uh, UCLA, who's my champion pick over Alabama, and uh, K-State. Uh, so we'll see mm. how, uh, how that goes. Shout out to K State. Shout out to K State. We'll play some Jerome Tang audio here in a bit. Uh, if, oh, if, if you're excited you. for that, but uh, we'll get into and March I... Madness. <laughs> well, I think I it's know, funny. It's I at least know. a shot at Kentucky, so that's always fun. Uh, but uh, before we get into more too much March Madness, uh, like we said, it's the first day of Husker football practice, and so some people just joining us now maybe have not heard the news. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into what was the news coming out of uh, the first. First practice, which things are happening. There are a few things happening. Nothing, uh, nothing too, um, too overwhelming or anything. But you sure, I mean, some people were taking this. Some people are very hard. worried. But Anthony Grant, I guess the biggest news line, I suppose. Your your leading rusher, your leading returning rusher, almost thousand yard rusher last season, uh, suspended for now. Um, it's uh, it's day to day. This is it doesn't sound like this is a uh, you know suspended for the spring type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. 
Um, if you've been reading the tea leaves on Alante Brown, that seems to be a, a bigger situation as he's not with the team right now. That's yeah, that's not the case. He'll be back. I we, hope. Yeah, we. You know, there's there's. They're, they're efforting to get him back. But yeah. what I'm saying with the, is, is that Anthony Grant's situation does not appear to be that serious. No. Uh, he just was held out of practice today. Um, maybe a, a grade situation, not meeting the standards of the team. Tommy Hill uh, also held out of practice today. Um, are you are you one of those people that's a little bit concerned by this? He did, uh, for what it's worth, um, you know, get into a, a little bit of, of – of dealings, I suppose, at Florida State didn't completely lead him to get kicked off the team or anything, but mm-hmm. um, you know maybe that's maybe that's a situation that that's it's worth monitoring, I suppose, moving forward. Nah, I think it's no, fine. Yeah. I think it's it's something that that Matt Rule has said since he first got here how he's he's more focused most not mostly he's very focused on um, these kids as students, not kids, these players, yeah. athletes <laughs> as students. He's focused on them getting their education while also being football players for him. So um, holding them accountable to that and and making sure that they understand that school does come first, in fact, and that you are not going to be able to practice, let alone play, if your at if your academics aren't you know in turn aren't aren't uh, up to par. Um, then I, I think this is a good thing, and it's something that look it's it's spring ball. It's it's important. It's important. Don't don't uh, don't get that twisted. But um, if you're going to be suspended for academics, this is probably the best time for that to happen. Well, and this is something too that that might happen again in fall ball. It's basically the long break. You know, there's a lot a lot of time between uh, not necessarily winter conditioning, but you know, the, the end of last season and then going into spring ball, where you might uh, catch a, a problem or two, where you have to sit out a day mm-hmm. or two in practice. And and so um, again, you might see that again. I, I'm not too overly worried about it. Uh, you know, one because of the situation it is, and two because at least you know for the least you know at least if, even if something did come out of it, it's a pretty stacked room. I mean, I think Anthony Grant would be toward your top picks as far as proven players on the team, mm-hmm. but I mean. AJ, I mean, Matt Rule ran through of... it. AJ Allen, Gabe Irvin, um, you know, and Ramir Johnson, who obviously get, gets lost amongst the shuffle, but was your leading rusher for... as far as running backs two years ago. Don't forget about Ramir Johnson. Oh no, absolutely. He'll, he'll be he'll be back with a vengeance. <laughs> uh, no, I get I agree with you. You know, Anthony Grant, your leading rusher uh, from last season, your starter to begin the season last year, um, somebody that everybody was excited about coming back. Uh, he'll be suspended for a little bit. You know, he'll he'll come back once he gets his his academics right um but like you said the the room is stacked Gabe Irvin who's a starter as a true freshman got hurt um didn't play much last season just because of the the amount of running backs AJ Allen burst on the scene as a as a true freshman who who was the backup for the beginning of the season you saw flashes of oh my gosh this guy is going to be really good for us going into the future Ramir Johnson two years ago after the Gabe Irvin injury burst onto the scene and was your starter for the rest of the season so you've got four guys who if any one of those four was named the starter, I think everybody would feel pretty good about how the season is going to go. Um, but the fact that you have all four of them and then you have the likes of, you know, Emmett Johnson behind them, a very talented freshman coming out of Minnesota who was, you know, the the I think it was like Mr. Mr. Football Minnesota or yeah, whatever yeah. that was, the Gatorade Football Player of the Year in Minnesota. Um, I, I think that that bodes well for Nebraska as well. So the running back room, Although Anthony Grant's not going to be practicing for however long it takes for him to get his academics under under control, uh, I think you're sitting pretty. He did say Matt Rule did say that Gabe Irvin had been the star of of off season workouts, so that's something that you can take into account. You know, he's back, he's healthy, uh, and he's ready to roll. 
Yeah, and two for Ramirez. It is the third year with the third different running backs coach. Uh, you kind of would get the feeling if Ryan Held had stuck around, you know, had been retained last year, Ramirez would probably have a bigger role in that offense. Um, so different, maybe different I mean, set he, of eyes with Ryan Held, he was like fifth string, and he only got that opportunity because of injuries after the Oklahoma game and just people not really living up to expectations. And he just kind of ran with it, grabbed the reins, and didn't let go. So I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you, but also Ryan Held did have him on his roster and had him backing up everybody else. Yeah, and and, and who knows if they, you know, with the, with the additions uh, last year, some of those guys, A.J. Allen and Anthony Grant, related to the new running back coach that was coming in. And, and so mm-hmm. you don't know what exactly that room would look like, uh, but that that's kind of interesting. We also, we know this is a spring where we're going to have to follow um, guys that are going to make the team and, and guys that are not. So uh, we've, uh, we, we're, I've set up a little, uh, a little a deal here that we can uh, at least commemorate our, our lost uh, Husker brothers uh, for today. We did lose a few Huskers uh, that we learned weren't on the team anymore. Uh, Chris Hickman. What is happening? James Carney and Tyreek Johnson, no longer Huskers. They left the team. They're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but they're great Husker moments and, and aspirations. It's like when Oleg into the portal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> just broken. It's just, uh, just kind of sad there that uh, uh, those guys are no longer Huskers. But uh, in any case, did you, you, any surprise there? Tyreek Johnson, obviously the five-star mm-hmm. uh, transfer. That's going to hurt your average ranking in, in transfer. Oh, in, no. In roster. Yeah. Uh, so, no. Uh, obviously wasn't seeing too much playing time. Yeah. None of these guys really Yeah, were. in the nicest way possible, I don't think this hurts the team mm-hmm. at all. You lose Chris Hickman, who was a pretty highly rated recruit coming out of high school, coming out of Omaha Burke. Uh Scott Frost's first class, I want to say. It's been here a while, it seems like. It was him, Nelson, uh, Henrich, and somebody else that I can't. And, uh, and, uh, oh, my gosh, Uh, Juergens. Oh, okay, yeah. It was those those four. That was the the big in-state class that Frost pulled in because it was Riley was recruiting them had them all committed almost, um, and then Frost came and had to re-recruit them, got them all to come back in. Um, he was part of that class, never really found footing at any position. They moved him tight yeah. end, receiver, tight end, receiver, receiver, you know, where they're just moving him all over the place. Um, also dealt with some injuries, unfortunately. So uh, Chris Hickman leaving the team. Uh, James Carney was part of that big tight end class that they brought in. I think it was Carney, Rollins, and, um, and Fedoni all came in at the same time. Very confusing. You bring in three big tight ends, but you got Fedoni, who's hopefully finally healthy and will be ready for the start of of the season. Um, And then Rollins, who you haven't heard much from, had that big catch in the spring game last year. Uh, We'll see what he's able to offer uh, coming back to Nebraska this this coming season. But that's James Carney out of Norris High School. Uh, He'll be done. And then... It was Tyreek Johnson, the five-star mm-hmm. transfer out of out of Ohio State. Everybody thought big things as soon as he transferred. I mean, you fe- you see five-star, you see Ohio State, and you're yeah. thinking, yes, this guy's going to come here, be an instant impact. Didn't see really any of him his first year, and uh, just kind of got lost in the shuffle at defensive back. A lot of people got passed up by a true freshman to Malcolm Hartzog this last season uh, as a starting as a starter, and. Um, just kind of got lost in the shuffle. He's no longer on the team anymore. So yeah, kinda... that's, that's three that puts you under a hundred. <laughs> still way still over what go. you need to be at. Yeah, still a few. We'll play that song a few more times before we're done. Uh, I, I think the only notable 
I, I guess part portion of that is that it was two in-state recruits. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about the importance of in-state recruiting. Uh, or just a reminder, maybe not all those guys hit. So when you're talking about losing a few guys here and there, sometimes you know it, it's it's not it's not sometimes it's best thing. for them and for the university. Yeah. Sometimes they go somewhere and they're actually able to play, actually able to stand out, and maybe they become good players. Maybe they maybe they have a chance to transfer back to Nebraska if they you know blow up and become good players. Maybe not, but that sometimes it's better for in-state players to get out of the state to spread their wings and fly. Well, yeah, and, and two, you think your your best you you know your your dreams to play for the Huskers. Um, but you're exactly right. Sometimes it's just it's not a fit or, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't work. Um, and so you got to kind of go, you know, create your own path. And I'm interested to see if if these guys enter the transfer portal, if they, you know, it, where they where they kind of land. It sounded like um, I couldn't tell. There, there are going to be a few guys that, um, as we've stated throughout the offseason, as we're as we're looking forward to getting down to 85 scholarships uh, with the new coach that guys can can t- can stay on scholarship, but not be counted against it because they're not going to be on the football team. They're not going to be playing football. I couldn't tell, uh, you know, if, if any of these guys were in that conversation. Um, sounds like James Carney, just the way that Matt Rule worded it. Um, might be, you know, in that conversation, but we'll kind of see with that moving forward. Uh, also, the position changes, which is going to be, yeah, uh, I think happen uh, more often under this coaching staff than than what we typically because just because they've had success mm-hmm. with it. We've seen one super successful under the last coaching staff, but Matt Rose had some successes yeah. at switching guys' positions. Uh, so Lincoln Southeast grad uh, Jake Applegate is now working at tight end. He was on the defensive line last year, and Brody Tagaloa has now moved from tight end to defensive line. So what they did there was they switched. Uh, they had the same amount of guys in the same room. They just They're moved just like, positions. you know what, let's just. Here, just, just like, do hey, this. that guy playing tight end might be against that defensive end. We'd, let's try them out on different. You sides know what? Hold works. on. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how crazy. Let's see how this works. Yeah. Uh, Jake Applegate was really good on the offensive end in high school. We, that's mm-hmm. that's a question more for for Nick, who called a bunch of uh, Southwest games. We can ask him about Applegate on the offensive side of things. But Brody Tagaloa came in as a tight end defensive lineman. They weren't really sure where yeah. they were going to put him. They, Has he already moved twice now? Uh, well, he was brought in as both. I think he was listed as a defensive lineman, and then they moved him to tight yeah. end. But he did both in high school, so now he's just going back to defensive line, <laughs> which I think that's what he was recruited for. Sometimes it's get, like that's obviously. But he was like an, he was like an athlete, but he wasn't listed as an athlete. It was like yeah. defensive line, tight end, wherever you want to put him, he'll probably have success. And they're like, let's put him at tight end. And then they were like, hey, we have 12 tight ends. Let's put him at defensive line. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously good to be, like you said, the athlete that can do both. Hopefully they kind of narrow in at some point on on where he can really start developing uh, his skills skill set for the college level. Um, I was interested, too, because, you know, not just him moving uh, to, to tight end. Uh, excuse me, Jake Applegate just mm-hmm. moving to tight was end. Was he at Southwest or Southeast? Now that Southeast, I, said, I think. I, say, I said Southwest, and I feel like yeah. I'm wrong there. You might. That's a pretty big deal. I know. I, f- I feel like I messed other. that up, and I yeah. apologize. <laughs> that's all right. Was he a knight or a sky or a, what was? I think he's Sil- a knight. Yeah. Whatever hawk. Silverhawk. Silverhawk. Yeah. Um, but they're they're sounds like they're bulking up the tight end room a little bit too because they're moving Janarian Bonner there to not just not just your typical tight end but a hybrid F tight end is what they're calling it and you have different names for it but fight end sounds like an yeah fight end <laughs> sounds pretty good uh, but sounds like he said not H back more than F tight end which what what does that mean? I don't know we'll what, that what that means that, yeah. sir like like I want to say so kind of like an H back we said no not really no no, no 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 you idiot just like when they it's were an like F, an F back. yeah they're like ah oh, you know it's a slot wide receiver no it's a duck R. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that means. 
the duck R had so much potential. I mean, we thought that was going to take over the offense, and we never saw a duck R Shout guy, out to I don't think. Yeah, you think Wondell like was Maurice a duck Washington R? was a duck R. What was the name of the kid that they brought in that was like that was his position? I can't Marie, remember. Marie or uh, uh, Wondell. He didn't end up playing. I can't remember his name too much. Or I'd have to go back and look. Was it like their second year? Uh, I think it was their. It might have been their first or second. Well, they brought in a but those first two years they brought in a bunch of receivers that were like anywhere from five seven to five ten, and they were like duck R, let's do it. Yep. And then it was like, hey, defensive backs in the Big Ten are really big. Maybe you should get bigger people. <laughs> was it Tyjon Lindsay? P Diddy says no. That's a good, that's a good thought. I, I can't remember. Tyjon was a tr- was an actual wide receiver. He was a Mike Riley recruit, though. Yeah. Miles something yeah. or Miles other? something or other. There were like two or three miles. Yes. It was one of those guys. I know I know who you're talking about, but there was like three miles. Yeah. Transferred not, to Vandy, he not, said. Jesse not the Plumber. Ben miles. No, not that one. <laughs> no, it wasn't Marcus Fleming. Not or something. It was the Miles thing. We're it was on, Miles. On there. It, was it, was miles. A, it was a Miles. Jones? There, miles. I, there was like three miles. Yeah. I don't know. It was they, one of the miles. Everybody days. was a Miles. That's right. <laughs> Uh, they were like, is your name Miles? Come to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> you should play Duck R. That sounds like Aaron says Miles Jones. I think it might have been Miles Jones. Like I said, they, look up they never really played, so it didn't really. It, I just remember him specifically like this is the Duck R guy. This is perfect. Um, but uh, I, I like what they're doing with the tight end position. They're one way or the other what they do with Bonner. Um, Matt Rule's explaining, you know, if they, I think it was Miles Jones, five nine, one seventy, transferred to Tennessee. That sounds like a Duck R guy. Yeah, yeah he transferred to Tennessee. He was twenty eight class of twenty eighteen. Hmm. Yes. A running back That's from Fort thinking. Lauderdale, yes. but then he ended up a wide receiver. Yeah, it was definitely, my, it was <laughs> definitely Miles Jones. He checks every box. Yeah, it was, this was definitely Miles Jones. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, text line. Yeah. Jesse Jesse, and Aaron, thank you guys. I do appreciate that. Uh, but I'm excited for this uh, this hybrid type of position. Uh, in Bonner, the, the one thing that, that would bring me down a little bit, and again, it's a different staff, but I was really excited for Ramir Johnson. We've talked about him a few times. Mm-hmm. That was all the talk of the spring and going into like, well, yeah, he's just, you're just going to know when he lines up. In the, he's going to be in the slot. He could move to the – and then he's they didn't do use everything. him at all. Yeah. He's going to be uh, – uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Terrible with names today. The uh, San Francisco running back. Receiver. Yeah, he's going to be Debo Samuel. Yeah. The, the uh, wide back. That was the hope. The running receiver, whatever you wanted to call it. And then you never uh, – and then no. you just didn't – you didn't see him except on special teams. <laughs> and you're like, right. what happened to the, the thing that you talked about you were super excited about all offseason about getting Ramir Johnson who – now you have running backs, so you're going to use Ramir Johnson in a variety of different ways. He's extremely excited about being on special teams. And now we don't see him at all. Like, it was yeah. very confusing. And then he gets in for, like, the last three games, and you see the explosion when he when he gets the ball as a running back through the, yeah. through the line of scrimmage. And you're like – where was this? <laughs> what was that? Was that the Purdue game where he dropped the pass? There was one like wide open, basically. He was getting a might. big game. Yeah, it might have been. That and way. then, and you know, and then it was like, all right, well, then, then, we're not yeah. going to use him. Yeah, anymore. and then you were like, that's why. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, but at the same time, that's not really fair to him. We've seen him make big plays the previous year mm-hmm. against Michigan type defenses. And we've and, seen him get catches and runs yeah. and everything. Break so they tackles. can't use one because he, that's that's where we talk about um, getting a guy in a rhythm. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't talk about them all off season. Put them on special teams and say, "Hey, here's a play. You better make it. If you don't, you'll never mm-hmm. get another shot." Well, you put him on special teams where he doesn't touch the ball. He's yeah. A, which I, he wanted to do that, being on the front line for kickoff or uh, or kickoff receive or yeah. yeah. So they were like, "Yeah, you know, this is what he wants to do." But also, we're never going to use him in the offensive side because we don't know why. Yeah, 
it, it's 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 always interesting and it, it's always fun to go through that too because I know what at the end of the games a lot of people would say man they needed to use Ramirez at the end of the season people would say that uh, but go game by game and people would say they needed to give Anthony Grant the ball more mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's like uh, maybe they just wanted to run the ball more which I think this staff might just run the ball more yeah with well, their two tight ends they've got twelve running backs and seventeen tight ends yeah. So. They're and not- 52 wide receivers. So I think they're, yeah, they're, yeah, we'll be fine. Might have to cut a few of those guys. But nah. We'll not cut. That's not the word. I didn't say cut. And only two centers. Yeah. And so how many fullbacks? I think one. I think one. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> Nick has a Nick has a scholarship distribution chart. I'll have to look it up. I don't think there's a scholarship fullback. Oh. But, uh, well. Yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more Husker football and maybe some March Madness. Coming next year on 93.7 The Ticket.